We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Bears have the number one pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. QB1 and 1. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. We're going to evaluate the draft class, and I would say this, I'd have to be absolutely blown away. We understand the magnitude of where we're at in the draft. I do whatever it takes. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Are you ready for people to start questioning whether you're the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears next I mean, year? I am. I would trade Justin Fields, and I'm going to draft Bryce Young, who I think is going to be a better quarterback. I'm Justin Fields all the way. I love the kid. What I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're going to package him up, trade him for some other pieces, and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. What Justin Fields do with another year in the NFL and another offseason, it's like you're just going to give up on that? The Bears would be absolutely insane yeah. to trade you. I know there's some really interesting things in the draft, but you have your quarterback built around him. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select... The Parkins and Spiegel Show, afternoons on The Score. Every day between now and the draft, 3 o'clock, Bears season is now... This is what we watched all those losses for. What we rooted for all of those losses for. To have the quarterback, to have the cap space, to have the number one pick, to have options for the offseason. The segment is uh, going to be called either Bear Necessities or The Bear Truth or Bears Offseason Deep Dive or something else still to be named. But just know. Yeah, we'll add mob to whatever it is and just be here. Three o'clock every damn day. Or to quote Jim Ursay. Shane and Chris dig into the draft, <laughs> which works for Shane Reardon and Chris Tannehill. Or Shane Steichen and Chris Ballard. <laughs> Whichever one works. Uh, but joining us now on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book, to kick off the daily segment. Used to cover the Bears over at NBC Sports Chicago, now covers the Colts over at Colts.com. He was at the press conference earlier today where Jim Irsay, uh <laughs> talked about loving the Alabama quarterback, among other things. There's many things you can do. Uh, trade um, back. Yeah, trade back. So um, he likes that'll picks. Be a, that'll be a Twitter freaking quote. <laughs> he, he likes picks. J.J. Stankovitz with us on the score. What up, J.J.? Hey, good to talk to you guys. Busy day here, and like I told your producer, he is the second most important Shane I talked to today. Yeah, he's in, he's he's in the top two. Um, that was listen. I I know Jim Irsay says a lot of things, and I know we're still seventy something days away from the draft. But uh, do you think in any way he was tipping his hand there for what his preference would be come April? I mean, if if that's his preference right now, it might not be his preference when it actually matters. Uh, so. I wouldn't go too crazy in Chicago about that quote. Uh, I know it's going to get aggregated everywhere and played everywhere. Um, what Jim Irsay says about liking one specific quarterback on February 14th might not carry a lot of weight on March 14th or April 14th. and may change who he likes, who Chris Ballard likes, who Shane Steichen likes. I mean, the Colts haven't even discussed any guys with Shane Steichen in depth. The combine hasn't even, you know, happened there two weeks from that. So, uh, you know, funny little quip in there 
from uh, from Jim Irsay, but I wouldn't read uh, any more into it than that right now. Um, look, there's a lot of factors in there. So Shane Steichen, what indication did you get on what kind of quarterback he wants? Does he want a Jalen Hurts who can run? Does he want uh, somebody like Will Levis who's got uh, you know a, a, a bit more size, obviously a lot more size than Bryce Young? Which one might they fall in love with, JJ? So Shane Steichen today said, you know, the three traits he values in a quarterback are accuracy, decision-making, and the ability to create. And, you know, hearing those, it's like, okay, that, that's a good roadmap. I think most quarterbacks you're looking at nowadays, especially the last, you're not going to find a lot of true pocket passers, uh, you know, but it, Shane Steichen has experience, obviously coaching Jalen Hurts, and he did a fantastic job with him. But year before that, he went in and, and he did a great job with Justin Herbert. So, um, you know, seeing the work that he did in 2020 with Herbert, who is a a quarterback who can be mobile, he can create, but is mostly going to be a I'm just going to let things rip type of guy with my arm strength. And then before that, you know, he's coaching a 35-year-old Philip Rivers. So, um I think his experience coaching those different kinds of quarterbacks lends itself to there not being one archetype of quarterback that he may want to bring in in the NFL draft. So does that – is it going to be on the table that Chris Ballard and the Colts will just sit there at four and accept whatever quarterback comes to them at four? Uh, because that's our fear. We need panic. <laughs> uh Yes, that is a possibility because something that Chris Ballard is so good at is knowing when to be aggressive, when to stand pat, and when he can trade back and still get his guy. Um, you know, we, we've seen that play out in the 2020 draft when he won up a couple of spots to go get Jonathan Taylor. We saw it play out in 2022 when, when we had Alec Pierce graded really high on our wide receiver board but knew he could still be available if we traded back 10 picks with the Minnesota Vikings and went ahead and did that. Now, the, the stakes are obviously higher here, but even in 2018, hey, well, we don't need a quarterback, but we really like Quentin Nelson. We can still get him if we move back from three to six. So that's a, 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 an ability that Chris Ballard has to know where guys are going to go. And if, he, if, he, if Chris Ballard settles on a guy and Shane Steichen and Jim Irsay are in agreement, that, all right, this is our guy, and you know what? Houston at number two, they're going to go get him. That's when I think you would see the Colts get aggressive and go up to, to trade for number one at the Bears. But we are a ways away from that being a circumstance the Colts go out and pursue. Um, you know, I, I think we got to get through the combine first. Usually when those trades are made, it's right around the end of the combine, if not a week after or so when you get into mid-March, uh, when you've seen traditionally teams make a move up to number one. But that possibility that the Colts say, all right, we like this guy. We know Houston doesn't like this guy. And we know that, all right, this team just, you know, maybe they're, they're sniffing around the Bears' number one pick. We know they don't like him. Hey, we can sit there at three. He's our top quarterback on our board. Or we can sit there at four. Excuse me. He's our top quarterback on the board. And maybe all we have to do is trade up to three with Arizona to ensure we get him. We don't have to go all the way up to number one. Because Chris Ballard said he would do whatever it takes to get his number one quarterback. Uh, he said that in the season-ending press conference. Yeah, Danny. And but but the thing that I think got sort of lost in the you know taking that quote 
was that it was only if it was the clear-cut number one quarterback. And it, that doesn't mean that, all right, well, this guy's number one on our board. we got to go get him. It, you know, we could have a 1A, 1B type situation where the, 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 the cost of trading up from number one, whether it's sacrificing the 35th overall pick, next year's first boat, whatever it may be, outweighs the – the benefit of just, hey, going and getting the B guy, you know, one B, and using those picks to accentuate your roster. J.J. Stankovitz covers the Colts, Colts.com, used to cover the Bears, perfect guest to kick this off, because J.J., you know, like, the Bears think they have their quarterback, so Bears fans are doing all the hypothetical trades and the mocks and all of that, and the Colts make the most sense uh, as a trade-down partner because they need a quarterback, because they've failed with veteran quarterbacks recently, and because, in theory, they'd want to jump in front of Houston so Houston wouldn't take the quarterback that they like and then they also don't miss out on the guy but also have to face him twice a year. So there's a million mocks of the Bears trading down from one to four, and everybody mocks it at with the trade value chart, the 35th pick in the draft, the second rounder, and next year's first do you think that is draft capital that Ballard would be comfortable giving up if he went up to get his clear-cut number one guy? Yeah, I, I mean, that's, you know, that goes back to what we were just talking about, that, you know, he, he was asked, would you move heaven and earth to go get that guy who you think is the guy in this draft? And he said, yeah, I would. I think at, at that point, if you're going to get a guy you are convinced is going to be a, an all-pro level star quarterback in this league, you know, the number one overall, you know, the, your, your first rounder next year and the 35th overall pick to swap from four to one is definitely a fair price. I mean, if, if you're looking at uh, just the, the value of that, if you're the Colts, it, it would be that. But again, the Colts have to determine if they have that guy. And I, I see a lot of these mocks right now, which are, you know, you're, you're doing, you know, some of the folks who do it, you know, like Dane Brugler, Lance Zerline, they're incredibly well-informed in this process. Uh, but the, the Colts haven't, I mean, the Colts just hired a head coach today. Like, we're not, we're not making, uh, all right, well, just because we hired Shane Steichen means we're trading up to number one. Like, that's not of a course. thing here. Right. You know, I, I, and I, I know no one wants to be patient uh, at this time <laughs> of year. You just want to figure out what's going to happen. But, hey, we got two and a half months until the draft, and, uh, you know, it's still two weeks until you can even sit down with these guys at the combine. So a lot still to be decided in terms of how the Colts build out their draft board. Hey, JJ, we used to have a show called the Spiegel and Parkins show. It was very different. And we did a segment called Let It Play Out. Uh, it, and we're patient guys. It, but it was very unpopular. That That's segment. True. I no, hated it. Right. You hated that <laughs> yeah. segment. Because yeah. oh, we're, yeah. we're just trying to I did hate it. sit around, let stuff play <laughs> out. It, it, nobody wants to do that. So, you know, we got more to go. Um, could the likes of Michael Pittman or DeForest Buckner or a Bears fan dreams of Quentin Nelson even be available uh, in a deal um, as opposed to or in addition to some draft capital? Yeah, I mean, look, never say never, but the, the thought of the, of the Colts trading up for the number one overall pick but then trading their number one wide receiver in that deal doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, when Michael Pittman had, you know, 99 catches this year uh, and is now coming into a situation with Shane Steichen, a guy who, by the way, he, he has a lot of experience with quarterbacks. He has experience working with Keenan Allen, uh, you know, which I think is a really good comp for Michael Pittman, a guy I talked with uh, one of our cornerbacks about uh, last year, just how, how kind of similar players they can be. 
So I don't think trading Pitt is very realistic in a trade up for number one. You know, DeForest Buckner, it's an interesting one, but um, he's such a leader in that locker room. The Colts value him and Grover Stewart so highly in terms of what they're able to do in the interior of that D-line. Buck Buck was one of the guys who came out of this season without any blemishes to him. You know, in a 4-12-1 season, there was no no nits to pick with DeForest Buckner's game. Uh, I think, you know, he's a guy who – you envision him staying and being a, a captain and a leader in the interior of that defense going forward. And then Quentin Nelson, his contract just kicked in this year. So I don't, I don't foresee that being a thing. The Colts are, are going to bank on him improving in 2023. He said after the season, he knows exactly what he has to do this offseason to improve his play, and he's going to set out and work toward it. Uh, uh, by the way, that's Matt Eberflus's defense, of course, and some of his guys. Is the scheme going to stay the same, or might some of those guys not be as, as perfect a fit as they have been and maybe come here and play for Matt? Yeah, I mean, if Gus Bradley stays on as defensive coordinator, Gus and Shane Steichen were together with the Chargers for four years. Um, I don't think you'll see a change in terms of the top personnel on that side of the ball. Again, if Gus winds up staying, that's something that Shane Steichen is working through right now in terms of, okay, am I going to keep Gus in that defensive staff, keep Bubba Ventron, our special teams coordinator, or make any changes there while also then building out his offensive staff? Uh, Just two more things, at least, that I had, JJ. Uh, Do you believe conventional wisdom that, you know, they tried it with Philip Rivers. They tried it with Jacoby Brissett. They've tried it with veteran quarterbacks a couple of years in a row here. Like, whether they stay at four, they trade up to one, they trade down, whatever. Like, do you believe that this is the year that uh, the Colts go the young quarterback route? I mean, it's more likely than not by probably a pretty significant factor that that's the direction this team goes. You know, having the fourth overall pick, you know, Chris Ballard said after the season, like, we know where we're drafting, and then he said, well, we earned it, too, you know, um, by going 4-12-1. Um, the opportunity to go get that young quarterback to, you know, kind of reset your franchise-building clock almost with the young quarterback, I, I again, I'm not going to say it's 100% because that would be foolish to say right now, even if, uh, you know, you're, you're what, you know, let's wait and see show got canceled. Uh but I, I think it's probably more likely than not that that's the direction things go. Uh, is it in play that Jim Irsay overrules Chris Ballard and pushes him with his hunger? We dream of the chaotic owner. Um, or was his move <laughs> Jeff Saturday last year? He got that for eight games, and now he's letting Chris Ballard do things again. No, I think he, I think he lets Chris Ballard and that scouting staff go to work. And, you know, he is, Jim Irsay is going to have counsel in this. Um, you know, let's not forget Jim Irsay has been with the organization. You know, his dad bought the team in, you know, what, the 70s. Uh, he, he's been around football for a while. And the thing that always impresses me about him is he knows a lot. He, he knows more football than I think most owners in the NFL. Um, just because, he, you know, he's, he's been in the GM chair before and he's been around it and he's always asking good questions and, you know, providing feedback. Um, you know, I think he'll, he'll have input on it. Um, I don't think he has the final decision on it. I think it's collaborative between Chris Ballard, Shane Steichen, and Jim Irsay. Because, look, if you have alignment between ownership, GM, and head coach on who the quarterback is going to be, you're probably set up for success as a franchise. So uh, I think that's probably how you're going to see it play out. Were you surprised Jeff Saturday didn't get the job? Uh, no. 
Um, you know, look, I think he came into a tough situation. Uh, it was not, it was never going to be easy. Uh, but ultimately, you know, the, the Colts have never hired an interim. They've had a couple of interims, uh, including my friend Rick Venturi down here. Uh, but none of them have been uh, hired as full-time coaches. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised just based off of that reasoning kind of as a starting point. JJ Stangovitz, good stuff, man. Good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. Always good being back down in Chicago. Thanks, guys. Thanks, JJ. Covers the Colts over at Colts.com. Was at that press conference today. Got a little bit of a distressing feeling that the Texans might just sit there at two and want take Bryce, and then the Colts will just sit there at four and take Levis. And you got to make something happen outside of that situation. Maybe. There's a lot of time left. We, we don't know if there will be a consensus yet among these quarterbacks. And we don't know if it's going to be like 2017 where – they might come out and say, Will Anderson is Miles Garrett. He's the top-rated dra- guy. He has a higher draft grade than all of the quarterbacks. And so that might lock the Bears into taking Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, whoever that defensive player is, uh, at one. I hope they trade down. We think they'll be able to trade down, but... You need you need a quarterback to emerge as the top guy in the class, or you need the crazy GM, the crazy owner to take over and push the GM into being silly. If you're in that situation, and I'm not sure that Jim Mersey is crazy enough. I mean, he's so crazy. Yeah, you just Chris Ballard saying he'll do whatever it takes to get his number one quarterback hmm. is a good sign. We just need to be sure that he thinks that the Texans would take the guy that he has as the number one quarterback. If there's disagreement there to JJ's point, then he doesn't need to trade up from four to one. He needs to trade up from four to three and do mm. like what Ryan Pace did when Pace traded up from three to two, right. just as insurance to get his guy. And so then he wouldn't need to give up as much. Like he could probably hold on to next year's number one pick to move up from four to three and just give away a second or third round or something like that. So how are you feeling about the first uh, segment of, of bare necessity mob? It's fun. Yeah, It's fun. I mean, I, we're, we're going to always have some degree of, well, hey, we don't know yet. Hmm. We're just going to let this play out. There's going to be some guesswork, but it's going to be good. It's going to be fun because mm-hmm. so, some of it's going to be we're not going to put a guest on. We're going to debate some stuff. Mm-hmm. Like tomorrow's segment, I think we can tip our hand. Tomorrow's topic at 3 o'clock is going to be what's the lowest you're comfortable trading down? Are you only willing to go to 4 to lock in a shot at getting Carter or Anderson? Are you willing to go to 7? Are you willing to go to 9? Would you trade to the middle of the first round to get multiple future first round picks, but then risk not getting a blue chip guy in this year's draft. So, so, so sometimes it'll just be you and me. Sometimes it'll be someone from another NFL team. Some days we're going to profile just a player. We're going to profile Will Anderson. We're going to profile mm-hmm. fill in the blank and we're going to go through it that way. So a lot of different ways that we'll be able to attack these uh, three o'clock segments going forward. I wanted to feel more positive after that. Oh, yeah? I wanted to feel more optimistic. I wanted to I, – I, J.J. kind of bummed me out. All right, well, here's one thing you have to consider. Help and, me, and, and this is This is public knowledge. J.J., a great guy, but also an employee of the team. He covers the Colts for Colts.com. He's the PA announcer for the Colts. So he's he's not going to go one way or the other and make it clear what he thinks their, their plan is because he has information well, that others don't. He's got to know who they're picking before they pick him so he can pronounce the names correctly. They're going to tell him, <laughs> like, hey, get ready to say this name, Bryce Young. 
You're ready to say it. He's the PA <laughs> announcer for the Colts? Yeah, so uh, the current guy or the uh, whatever, the guy last year got sick or something or they fired him and JJ took over on a fill-in basis and then they liked him. So he just kept doing it. That's great. Good for him. <sighs> but right, yeah, he will true. have he will have inside information then. You're right, Tanny. You have to think on of it April that way. 27th. These are tough names. I'm pretty sure that he could learn a few names. Jalen Carter. That's <laughs> yeah, a tough one. <laughs> will Anderson. Will Levis. Well, that one could be difficult. It could right. be Levi's. 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 Yeah. yeah. yeah that Le- Levis. Yeah. There's a lot of ways. You got to practice on pro- that. Pronounce that but one. I think he could probably do multiples. Jackson Smith. I think I think maybe we're going to have to hope for Houston insanity. And we'll certainly check down there. But maybe Cal McNair and a chaotic Raven or, or Texans franchise might be a better bet. Oh, John McClain. Yeah. We talked to John McClain about yeah. that. How yeah. How stupid could Houston be? <laughs> Coming soon to a bare necessities mob near you. <laughs> Add him to the list. We got to save that for the uh, day before. John McClain. We get to call it multiple times. New idea. We, we do him every day at 3 o'clock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just wanted to hear your voice, General. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Uh, coming up at 4 o'clock, fun show announcement that in a weird way does involve Speaks' mother-in-law. It involves much more than that, but it kind of also involves his mother A bunch of dark-skinned women in the room really liked the Rihanna <laughs> performance. <laughs> dark-skinned mothers. There were mothers. There were mothers with dark skin. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven, fellas. Do you want and expect gifts for Valentine's Day? Speaks finds himself in an unusual spot this Valentine's Day. I've checked off my to do list for the for the day. Want to uh, see which side of this one you're on? It's next on the score. I got I got to put the team first, but uh, you know it's just a situation we're in right now. What a sweet, loving Valentine's Day memory. I had no idea where that was going when the bump began. I forgot it was Valentine's Day. Sacre bleu! It's, it's Valentine's Day. You care about this holiday? Um, by default, 100%. Massive care. Massive care. I got it. My wife's, one of my wife's love languages is gifts. Yeah. Another is quality time. Yeah. This is a big day for those two things. It's a big day. It can be. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, Okay. You, You don't care about this holiday? I care about it to the level that your wife cares about. That my wife cares about this holiday. Right there with you. And for my wife, uh, birthdays are a big deal, and our anniversary, which is March 4th, is a big deal, and Valentine's Day falls, you know, right in the middle. Her, her birthday was five days ago, February 9th, and Valentine's Day has always just been, it's been very simple. It's been flowers and dinner. That's it. It's not a gift-giving holiday. It's not, you know what I mean? That, that is the... That is the extent of what the expectation is. And so, like, some years we would go out to dinner, Mm. but it's a crazy, you know, time and everything. So, tonight we are just cooking dinner together, and it is going to be very lovely, and I need... Nothing. I don't. I don't. I don't want anything. I don't uh, expect. To me, it's for the. It's for the for the ladies. For the for the wife. It's it's a love holiday. What do I need? What do I need for this holiday? I don't need anything. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't necessarily expect something great for me, but I know that she expects. You're lying. Well, I know that she expects something great. 
I okay. know. I know. Well, do you expect anything great on her birthday? Uh, for you? Uh, on her birthday? Yeah. No. Well, so that's the same thing. It's just an extra holiday for her. Uh, yeah, but but I mean, I like. I, I I know that she's going to get me a gift because she's also a very good gift giver. Yeah. She's really like, and I'm terrible at it. You got to understand, anywhere I come from, I come from a place where I'm trailing at the end of every holiday. I've usually lost, right? <laughs> Whether it's Hell Week, which is her birthday and Ruben's birthday, or whether it's Christmas or whatever it is, yeah. you gotta stop calling it Hell Week, man. <laughs> it's gonna get back to them, and it's not—it's not a battle you want to have to fight in. That's—that's uh, that's probably it's probably true, um, but. So I'm usually I usually don't do a Mother's Day. It's like you see me. I work hard. I, I work hard, so I'm trying to nail it. I destroyed Valentine's Day this morning. I'm just like I am on fire. I'm way ahead on this holiday today, and I don't know what to do with the massive lead that I have. I got a I got her an amazing present. She got me a present that was very very nice and uh, very cool, but not does what is it pales. Here? I know. It pales. He's got a three-one lead on Valentine's Day. And he's getting ready to blow it you, right now. Three-one lead is that the most dangerous lead on Valentine's Day? The premise of the quote-unquote holiday, which yeah. I, I don't consider it a, I don't, I don't consider it anything. Yeah. But the premise is mutual love, interest, appreciation. Yes, you are trying to compete with your wife to do better. I usually on lose. Valentine's Day. I usually lose. Okay, and she compete. She's a competitive person, Shane. She usually competes, and I usually, she's like, oh, my gift is much better than yours. That's not fun at all. <laughs> yeah. That's, that doesn't sound good. It just throws a huge amount of anxiety into days that are supposed to be special. Correct. Yeah. Welcome to my world. You're it's, making me feel very, very good about being single. <laughs> but, the <laughs> first time that you've ever made me feel good about that it. That doesn't track. I just would think, like, so you're asking, your question is basically, because you outgifted her uh-huh. for one of the first times ever. Yes, I have a dominant lead right here in the middle of Valentine's Day. But so, I, do you guys? I mean, so first of all, so all right, it's your relationship. No relationship judging here. But so you're saying there's a scoreboard on this Valentine's Day, and you're winning. I'm way ahead. But historically, right, you're losing. Correct. And but, so you're saying, what do I get for winning this one? I've, You've uh, just cut into the deficit. I'm just, I'm just gloating about it. I'm just like, no, no, it's no, no, rare. That's not what you're doing. I am. No, you're saying, what do I do with this lead? <laughs> yeah, what, what should I get for this lead? Well, I made you're a choice. You're still losing to gloat. all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, all time. Are so you going to tell us what you got her and what she got you? Um, I got her a pair of earrings that she was not expecting, which her daughter. Because my, she doesn't have ears, Tammy. That's why she's <laughs> like, I, I, can't, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting these. My, my, my bonus daughter had hipped me to the fact that she loved these particular earrings, so it was a secret that I knew that. Um, uh, up high, Zoe. Way to go. Up high. Nailing that. So I got her a surprise gift of something that she actually really wanted and a lovely card. And it was sitting out there on display yesterday, d- d- knowing that. Taunting her. Taunting her. Meanwhile, she woke up early this morning to go make me a card. And she made me a lovely card. And she got me a puzzle. And I love the puzzle. I like doing puzzles. But I'm dominating. <laughs> Am I not dominating? No. Yeah. Let me get this straight. To yeah. Play devil's advocate. Yeah. Your wife has an interest in these earrings. Uh-huh. You didn't even know about the interest. Someone else had to tell you about one of your wife's interests. Oh, I'm not saying it was it was a gift. You're 100% correct. Okay. Right. I was totally set up. I do have like a little the Evernote file of like the gifts, like you got to make sure. I think every person in a relationship has that either has it or should have it. Should. It's a great tip of just like you 
when you occasionally listen and retain something, <laughs> you should you should write it down exactly right. and say, "Oh, my wife would like to learn more about wine." Uh huh. Write that down immediately. Sommelier class. <laughs> sure. Boom. boom. 125 bucks. Yeah, there you go. Great gift. Thoughtful. Yeah. It makes yeah. you seem thoughtful. Yeah. There's, absolutely. It, it is a hugely important tip. Yeah. But yeah, I'm a So, but I but so you're wondering uh-huh. what to do with your lead. Yeah, I, I don't, don't know how to do, feel. Don't do anything. You have won, you've won a holiday. She must be shocked. She is shocked. So Undermining just, the gift you got from her is not a good start, by the way. <laughs> so I was going to ask, are you going to find a way to make her realize that you think she didn't do as good as you? Um, well, yeah. she might be listening. I, I do love the puzzle, though. It's a very cool puzzle, and I can do it by myself. You know, it's a 500 pieces. We don't have to split it like we do the 1,000 pieces. 500 is like, is the traditional, yeah, go ahead. You sit down, do yourself a puzzle. You enjoy yourself. Okay. So it, yeah. it is a nice gift. It's a very nice gift. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a fine gift. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that I've ever gotten anything for Valentine's. I'm sure no? I have. I mean, I, I really just want some loving and some time together. That's all I want. Did he say loving? You know Shane? what I mean? Yeah. He said loving. That made yeah. me, that I just, it, like, goosebumps. Because <laughs> it's so crazy. good ones. Nausea. <laughs> I get Nausea. it. Yeah. I get Na- it. Love. Boink. I, I, it's all I, it's, it's what you can say that's on the fine. radio. That's what's good for this holiday. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mutual time together that you both benefit from, maybe. Yeah. That would be great. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> she probably has to suffer through it, but I mean, because I'm still there. But you know what I mean? I think she, generally speaking, enjoys it. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, that honestly, yeah. just that's great. Just enjoy being ahead. Just, 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 just enjoy being mm. ahead. Mm. You're down on the all time scoreboard. Do not press your luck. But today, do, do not. Yeah, but today, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, you're one and zero today. But that's like gloating when you're like you know, the the Cubs start the season five and fifteen. Yeah, and then they win the twenty first game of the season. If they just did like a huge Gatorade bath and just did a, <laughs> did a victory lap around the stadium, and we're yeah. like we're one and zero in our last one. One and zero. Yeah. One and, yeah. Texter says, Speaks, you're Matt Ryan. You're up twenty eight three at the half. It's only it's the middle of the day. Yeah, I, I do. I do have a lot of a lot of work do, left do to do. Most, do most, and, and so not you know not to be reductive or heteronormative here, but just in in, in most male female relationships, I'm curious. Do do do, do the husbands get gifts? H- husbands I, receiving gifts on Valentine's Day? I, I believe that there is a tradition of a gift exchange on Valentine's Tanny, Day. Tanny, you get a gift for Valentine's Ma- Day? Maybe you're no, right. I didn't give one either. Okay, good. So, mm. you know, I like to think of myself as an elite husband, but, you know, even Tom Brady loses the Super Bowl every once in a while. Like, <laughs> the, what I did yesterday is we're sitting there getting ready to wind down for the night, and we're like, oh, my God, tomorrow's Valentine's Day, <laughs> and our kid has to pass out Valentine's or candy at school tomorrow. Mm. Oh, crap. Fine, honey, I'll go to the store and get it. Now, being the good Irish husband that I am, I complained about it to no end, but I still did it, and Mm -hmm. and my daughter was set with her candies, and even candies for one of the other kids who their parents didn't remember. Uh So, like, you know, taking care of a bunch of people. So that's That's that's, great. That's what it is. That's great. But there will be no pomp and circumstance, so to speak. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's another day. But granted, we've been married for coming up on 11 years, so it it fluctuates. Like, it varies year to year Mm. sometimes, you know, but just where we are in our life right now, it's just not important. and, And this holiday... I know this is a, a, a generic observation. It's made up. This is a Hallmark holiday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This it's is, this it's is not a, Sweetest Day. 
Okay. Okay. Sweetest day that's is a, totally a, made well, up. Well, that's another one that's made up. <laughs> well, that that that's really made up. That one's made up because they're like, it's been at least six months since Valentine's Day. We're gonna need a boost. Yeah. Here and, and by on the, the way, calendar. so is Father's Day, and so is Mother's Day, uh, and, and all of that. But the, these are made up holidays that you could only put as much stock into them as you and your partner care to put into them. Well, so like if Tanny is, and his wife don't do anything for Valentine's Day, yeah. I think that's amazing. And you know why? Because Tanny spends the entire year showing his wife how much he appreciates her. Right. So they don't have to do it on, on one specific that's day. That's what I'm talking about. I try to use that argument behavior. on Mother's Day. Doesn't work. Oh, yeah, no, Mother's Day is a big one. You got to make sure you come oh, through on Mother's Day. Oh, you got to nail Mother's Day. You got to nail Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day's got to be perfect. Under, for me, there's like six or seven different parameters of things I got to do on Mother's Day. The brunch spot has to be good. The gift has to be good. She can't do anything. It's like Christinica around there. <laughs> wow, that sounds now they sounds exhausting. I saw Christinica at Metro. <laughs> yeah, kind of underwhelming. Maybe it was the sound. Oh, it was all the puzzles. <laughs> yeah, people are enjoying the fact that I do a puzzle. What are you, ninety-five years old, Space? I like puzzles. Bite me. There was a pandemic. Um, it, it, another texture says, uh, Speaks is the Bears on Valentine's Day, and Aaron Rodgers is going to dominate the second half. The night's going to end with Christine screaming, I own you! Yeah. I own you! That sounds right. Another texture says, I'm Lamar Houston blowing out an ACL, celebrating a sack <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in it, an eventual loss. It's tough, man. I, I think this is an interesting strategy that you've chosen. <laughs> I was very questionable, and mm. I, especially... Now, if here's the thing. If you guys were normally even... On these types of holidays. Yes. And then you destroyed her on this holiday. Right. You know I'm normally pro-trash talk. Then I would gloat a little bit. But if you're O for your career <laughs> in holidays and you won one. I know. I'd be like, I don't really know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Just just take your take your <laughs> take w, my momentary win. Take your momentary win and bank it. Yeah. And, and then just bank it. Instead, I decided to trash talk on a 50,000-watt blowtorch. Yeah. You know? Is this Linnell? Linnell on the south side? Linnell, welcome to the score. Hey, what's up, gentlemen? How you doing? How's, how's it going? Do, do you, uh, sir, expect a gift from your significant other on, on Valentine's Day? Not on Valentine's Day nor Mother's Day. Here's how. Here's how I look at Mother's Day. I'll help my kids get their mother something, but as it relates to me doing something for my wife, she's not my mother. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your mother. So I do it for my mother. Not the mother of your kids. Not the mother of my kids because she's not my mother. Wow. I will help my kids do something for their mother. But me personally doing something for her? Nah, I don't do that. And and conversely, when Father's Day comes, I have the same expectations. Our son, son, she'll do something you know, through him. Uh-huh. But I don't expect nothing for Father's Day. Well, that's a beautiful delineation that you've made, and it sounds really smart. As long as you guys are in agreement, then you've got it worked out. That's good, and it's one that's off your off your plate. That that is yeah, I'm impressive. Jealous, I'm, I'm jealous. Lanell's got it figured hey, out. Hey Parkers, on Valentine's Day, I tell my wife I don't celebrate pagan holiday <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's, that's right. So, so you don't expect any. So you don't get her anything either. No, and I don't expect anything for Sweetie's Day either. Now, what my wife and I will do, we'll go out and have a little fun, check out a movie. I'll take her out to dinner. We'll like this weekend. We're going out overnight, you know, just for us. 
but it's not as a result of Valentine's Day per se, because I do a lot throughout the year for her. Conversely, she does an outstanding job with me throughout the year. So I don't take this one isolated day that's designed for um, revenue for someone else just to prove that I love my wife. Good for you, Linnell. And anyone who does that to their significant other should reevaluate that because that's not the definition. Nobody sit up there at the altar and said, I'm going to make sure I celebrate these days because that's going to prove my love. Oh, see, good for you. Linnell, you're a strong man. You're You're principled. You've got a great moral compass. You're locked and loaded. You also have a wife who doesn't care about that stuff. Good for you, Linnell. So, so congratulations. Uh, Y'all take care, gentlemen. Yeah, Yeah, good for you. No. The the, the flowers I got my wife for Valentine's Day today. Hey, man. The flowers from her birthday are still there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, it's, it's silly. I'm paying, I'm paying 200% markup on these uh-huh. flowers because it's the most expensive day of the year to get flowers, and we still have nice flowers from her birthday five days ago. Yeah, I, but I, I did it because I, I'm a sucker. Well, welcome because and, and that's and that's what the uh, the angle is. Uh, there are fresh flowers in my house all the time. There today did not need to be uh, any flowers did not need to be added. But you just got to know your personnel. Just KYP. You know, it's like because I know what matters in my house, so I yeah. better show up strong. For Linnell, he's got something else worked he's out. Crushing the game is what <laughs> Linnell's doing. Linnell is winning. Really Show is. announcement in 15 minutes. Parkinson Spiegel on the school. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. And then I met Buck. Hello, Chicago! Afternoons on the score. So, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, Juju Smith Schuster, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. He put out one of those fake Valentine's uh, Day cards, which is, you know, like the little the memes of, like, the two and the from, as if you could fill out the card, pass it out in class or whatever. Uh-huh. Like the old Simpsons one, like, I, I choo, 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 choose you. Oh, that's uh, my favorite. Yeah, well, it's a picture. It's of, got a picture of a train on it. Exactly. Well, so this has a picture of James Bradbury on it, the corner who held him, and the, the caption is, I'll hold you when it matters most. And the Eagles players are not happy about it on the internet. A.J. Brown, first off, congratulations. Y'all deserve it, but this is lame. You was on the way out of the league before Mahomes resurrected your career on your one-year deal, (laughs) TikTok boy. He admitted that he grabbed you, but don't act like you're like that or ever was, but congratulations again. Oh, my God. And then Darius Slay just said, man, this is lame. To Juju Smith-Schuster, so wow. I'll hold you when it matters most with James Bradbury out there. It's funny, but it's a little soon. It, 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 it it's is a little funny. soon. It is funny. I, I, I think it's funny, but AJ bringing the hammer. Um, he called him TikTok boy and said he was out of the league until Mahomes saved him. That's tick, pretty good. TikTok boy is Jackson Mahomes. That that's TikTok boy. Well, right, but that's not an insult to Jackson Mahomes. Oh yeah, that's fair. It's an insult to Juju Smith Schuster. Got you. Yeah. Speaking of Jackson Mahomes, we should check in later uh, with Pat because Pat has been at Disneyland or Disney World, uh, Disneyland because it's uh, uh, right. So like, the, I'm going to Disney World. Like he yeah. went. So we should try and see if we can get a review of Disney World. We from we're, Pat. we're we're gonna have one uh, later on in the in the four o'clock hour. Don't Good. you don't you worry. We're gonna be, we're all over it. I do worry about stuff. I, I know you do. We also have Dave Matthews tickets to give away today. So have the contest line ready three one two five four zero 
888-729-0670. And if you want to have a shot at not having to wait for the six o'clock, because some people be like, I listen on the app, so it's delayed. How can I win? Well, yeah, it's it's gonna be tougher for you, frankly, if you if you listen on the app. But for Friday's Dave Matthews band tickets, if you do a great Dave Matthews impression, <laughs> DM a video or audio uh, to, to Shane on, on Twitter or Instagram or email him, shane.reardon at odyssey.com. If you do a great Dave Matthews impression, you could win the tickets on Friday. One note on that, the Dave Matthews impression is audio. We're looking for an audio Dave Matthews impression. Nothing else relating to the river or a bus or anything like that. Not looking for anything like no, that. No, but if you want to reel around like you're on acid like he does <laughs> with his little hand movements and stuff, then that's acceptable in a video too. Well, wait a minute. If someone defecated into the river on yeah. video, we wouldn't accept that as, a, as oh, an impression? I, I think that would be an immediate yes. You could have all the tickets we have. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't think it has to be audio. Oh, really? I, mean, I don't think you have to be singing, but like that, you have to send us a video. It was the the Orlean Street Bridge, correct? I Th- that's the one. If I, you can get to the Orlean Street Bridge and dump into the river, then... <sighs> no? I don't so think Katie that's no. something oh. we should yeah, espouse. This, this is, yeah, whatever. I don't, all right, just, know. Hey, Probably just, not. Hey, Speaks brought it up. Forget it. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. <laughs> when Mitch isn't here to like do his fake emails to the corporate lawyer, like, oh, yeah, I yeah. checked. Can't do it. Like, yeah, yeah, what he always does fake that. He yeah. always just says no. Yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Anyway, no, give me you your wrist. Don't say that. Don't say crap. Give me your wrist. Give me your wrist. Oh, yeah, yeah, give a little slap. Let me have your hand. Let me have your hand. We've all gotten the slap on the wrist yeah. before. Oh yeah, it's it's been a while for me. I'm due though. Shane and I'm I due b- for another one. Both Shane and I got the Mitch text with the holiday pictures uh, today. I got I got I got a text like having a great time. Hope hope you're doing good. And it's like there's a sunset. Like thanks, Mitch. I hope you're having a good time too. Just <sighs> put your phone down on vacation. Really enjoy yourself. He's probably listening right now Uh-oh. to make sure that this show announcement goes well. Danny, what are our odds here of executing this flawlessly? I mean, we've done it before. I don't want to tip our hand here, but yeah, it'll be fine. Okay, good. Whew. I know I, we bordered on uh, unprofessional there for a minute there, so we got to put our professional hats back on and execute this very well. So show announcement, station announcement. Next on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.